Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Black Lives Matter! 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 As a middle-aged, entitled white woman... I am checking my privilege in this next conversation, but it's an important conversation to have, continuing to talk about systemic racism in Canada. In Canada, as you probably heard prior to the break here on The Roy Green Show, the Ipsos for Global News poll that we just unpacked with Sean Simpson, clearly it is key for Canadians to keep looking in that mirror rather than looking south to the U.S., when it comes to racism in our society, in our country. So to take a deeper dive into that discussion, we welcome Sandy Hudson, the co-founder and organizer with Black Lives Matter Toronto and co-host of Sandy and Nora Talk Politics podcast is with us on the line now. And, and a little bit of a shaky connection, Sandy. I Hopefully hopefully uh, we can stay connected here and have a good conversation for the next few minutes. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, no problem. So I've been digging in a little bit on on some of uh, your appearances and discussions with regard to how Canadians are reflecting on current events, uh, not just here in Canada as much as maybe some people have been vocal about what's happened in the U.S. And that is frustrating to you as an organizer, if I may, um, how we are sort of looking south rather than looking here and looking in the mirror and, and the issues we have here in Canada. Can you help our listener understand that? Yeah, I think that uh, it's very frustrating for those of us who uh, consistently experience anti-black racism, um, whether at the hands of the police or in other ways in society, to constantly see reflected back at us that actually this is not a problem in Canada and it is a problem in the United States because we're living this every day. So even that poll to, you know, I suppose it's helpful for some to learn that um, this is finally uh, an issue for, for other people who maybe don't experience it every day. But like even the question, do you think systemic issue, uh, racism is a, is, a, is a problem in Canada seems so absurd to someone like me, you know, who's grown up through it and sees it every single day. And we need to move beyond that question uh, to addressing the situation. And we can't do that until we truly um, take a look and say, hey, yes, it is a problem. Let's get to work. So where does that work begin, in your opinion? How do we collectively move this forward in a way that isn't frustrating to those who have been uh, feeling and impacted by racism uh, since birth? Yeah, well, I think one of the, the most important things is to recognize that when we are talking about systemic problems, we're not talking about anyone's like individual feelings. And so that means it's not enough to say, well, I'm not racist and I feel um, that people shouldn't uh, suffer discrimination. We have to go further than that and do more than that and root out uh, racism where it exists in the system. And one of the most insidious and most urgent things that those of us as, as black people are experiencing is violence at the hands of the police. You know, we often talk about um, uh, the, the the people who die at the hands of the police, but then there are also people who are injured at the hands of the police. Um, and we really need to take a look at how we um, create safety and security in our society for people. And quite frankly, uh, the police are so dangerous for some communities, Black and Indigenous people included, and they're not very good 
um, at the things that we expect them to do, that we really need to start looking at, okay, well, why don't we uh, first and foremost um, take some of the, the, the billions of dollars that we're putting into this service and put it elsewhere where we would provide more safety, more security uh, for people in our society. Yes, I agree with that in terms of uh, the 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 sheer quantity of spending. When when you Sandy, when you reference defunding the police, you're not looking to 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 get rid of the police as as uh, a a public servant. You're looking to take some of the billions of excess dollars, in your opinion, that could be rerouted and perhaps create safe spaces and places for people of all ethnicities to find. Uh, a safe harbor uh, when when needing social supports. Have I have I sort of paraphrased that properly? Well, you know, I always think it's curious that that's the first question is like, um, wait, but do you want the police to be gone completely or do you want um, uh, just a little bit gone? I think that that's a, a weird way to look at the issue. The issue that we're raising is that the police don't do um, what we think that they do. And so I think where we should start actually, is a, is a query to ourselves in society and ask ourselves, what is it that the police do well? And to be quite honest, every time that I've done one of these interviews, even with experts, it's really hard to find something that the police do really well. Like, even things that we might uh, naturally assume, you know, one of the things that people bring up is, okay, well, what do, what do we do in issues of sexual assault? Well, less than 10% of sexual assaults are reported to the police, and in fact, um, the RCMP are going through um, a class action lawsuit on sexual misconduct. There was like this report of uh, the police engaging in uh, uh, human trafficking in Toronto uh, just last week. And then, you know, somebody um, said, well, what about burglaries and thefts? Well, actually, the police solve less than 16% of burglaries and thefts in Canada. Um, your insurance company tends to be more helpful there. And it's like, so if they are a force that are killing people and also aren't doing these things very well, let's look at what they do and see if we can do it better in another way because uh, piecemeal, other jurisdictions elsewhere have solved um, or have better approaches to some of these social ills that we so desperately need solutions to. So it's interesting because I was actually watching uh, a, a piece that you did, an interview that you did, I believe for like 40 minutes of, of this kind of discussion, a long form interview. And mm -hmm. I, I tried to sort of piece out of that, like not to say, um, you don't, you know, defunding the police, really? Is that what you're saying? Because you were talking about appearing on another uh, Canadian national network and how that was the reaction. My question was more about if you were in charge what would you change today? What would be the action you do take? What would be the first thing that Sandy Hudson would do to change what's broken? I mean, that's a very big question. You know, I'm not a policymaker, and there are people that we pay to do that work. But, you know, I think that one of the things uh, that is uh, so crucial is how many people who are dying have um, some sort of mental health crisis ongoing at the time um, that they are interacting with the police and are killed. And so I Agreed. think that we desperately need an emergency service that is targeted for people who are going through some sort of health crisis where the people who show up 
are people who are going to be trained to provide for people's health needs. I think that that is so crucial. That's Sandy Hudson, the organizer with Black Lives Matter Toronto and uh, host, co-host of Sandy and Nora Talk Politics podcast. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.